Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our 19th day of Podmas, where we're putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. So, we have Netflix 287 film from 2020. It's the Mexican rom-com, You've Got This, or RT and Cargo. It's directed by Salvador Espinosa and stars Maurizio Ackerman and Esmeralda Pimentel. I'm Jesse, I'm your host. Thanks for joining me today. We are so close to Christmas, under a week to go. How exciting, I hope you're excited too. As always, we are gonna spoil this film. So, if you want to watch You've Got This, give us a pause and come back later on because we kick off the show with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about a man who desperately wants a child, but his wife doesn't want one and she wants to focus on her career. How will their disagreement end? Ooh, intriguing. Hope you're intrigued. I'm intrigued. I've seen this, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, as always with international films, it's really hard to find anything out about how this ended up on Netflix. All I can find out is that it was released on Netflix on the 2nd of October, 2020. It was filmed in and around Mexico City. The translations for the title around the world, so that the direct Spanish translation is, I charge you there. Don't get it, don't understand it. Alan, you've got this, I charge you there, don't get it. Um, Portuguese, don't mind, it's called paternity test. Uh, interesting, in French, it's called apprentice dad. Not bad, German, it's called, you're already doing that. Meh. Hungarian. This will work with an exclamation mark. Not bad. In Japanese. Please take care of this child. Suddenly, daycare. Sorry. Suddenly, childcare trial. <laughs> that one's funny. Um, in Polish, will you take care of him? And in Swedish, it's called dad on probation. So some interesting takes on uh, the title there across the world. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? On Rotten Tomatoes, it only has three reviews. Two positive, one negative. So no consensus there. The audience has it at 39% on less than 50 ratings, so a little bit negative. On IMDb, it's only got 1,400 ratings. Sits at a 5.8 out of 10, that's fairly solid. Letterboxd sits at a 2.6 out of 5 on only a little bit over 1,000 ratings, and it's been logged by about 1,700 people. So overall, not a lot of people have gone out of their way to watch this. What are my early thoughts? I, I liked this probably more than I should have, I guess. Um, the roles were reversed to what we're used to. And even though it still had some stuff that sort of felt very on the nose, I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm on board for this. Let, let's talk about the characters. The characters in this one, our two main characters, we've got Ceci and Alex. Ceci's our female. She has these big aspirations to be a partner in a big company work-wise. She doesn't even want to think about kids. Uh, and she only married Alex, our, our other guy, because that's what he wanted. So she's already made a compromise in their relationship. And I guess Alex, you know, he's pretty consistent with that idea of he wants kids. Yeah, it's, he puts it in her face all the time. Uh, and I guess he's the opposite in his work world. He works in advertising, seems a lot more flexible sort of work, uh, but he, he obviously wants to make room for a family. And this repetitiveness of this need for, for children is annoying, but I guess his heart is in the right place. And, and this is seen when, and this is a big part of the film, is when there's this young mother who sort of dumps him with her child to look after and, and he doesn't question it. He says, okay, cool, I'll do it. Um, this kid sort of represents, this kid's called Alan, I think, and it sort of represents everything he wanted because he, I think he's got some trauma from his own childhood where his dad wasn't around, his mum was always working, so I feel like he wants to better the world and, and, and be a, a good parent himself. The other sort of side characters in this, we've got Rafa, who's Alex's best friend. He works with Alex as well, and he sort of helps out a lot with looking after this child to sort of hide this kid from his wife, Ceci, and sort of... Uh, you know, give the kids some care, even though Rafa is pretty much obsessed with Tinder and dating women. Uh, 
he, he apparently he's, he's on a visa for work so I'm not sure how that works um, in relation to but there's a few comments about you know do the right thing or you're possibly going to get deported or lose your job um, he, yeah interesting sort of character I guess he's sort of the comedic relief um, Guelmo is this sexist co-worker of Ceci a lot of really poor dialogue from him I just needed to mention that and, and Alicia's the mother of this child she literally as a mother just up and ditches her kid with a random guy that she's waited for at a restaurant I mean I know it's explained that she's terminally ill but still like apparently she's done this before it just felt very um I don't know it just didn't didn't sit right with me I guess now the director Salvador Espinosa 11 directing credits all look to be in Spanish but the biggest one he's done 40 episodes of this tv show called Backdoor so obviously a lot of work in tv um Interesting. All right, scenes. What are some things I enjoyed? What are some things that I didn't like? I think the there's this line that runs throughout the film that, and it sort of probably um, might have felt a bit weird, but they, they talk about their relationship together about I'm from I'm yours from here to China. It really pays off. Like it, it seems weird, but it pays off in the end. I'm not giving away too much there. I think uh, when Alex takes the kid, like he gets his kid, and he takes the kid to a box um, to his workplace. And, you know, people are like, are you moving? And they're like, no, the box is moving. I thought that was funny. And the, the start had quite a bit of, you know, quite a lot of humor. It just sort of uh, petered off a bit towards the end. When Alex, he, um, you know, he he's still got the kid at work and the kid sort of crapped itself in the office and everyone's talking about how bad the smell is and people asking if the plumber came. That was funny. The, the He sends Raph, Alex sends Raph off to the pharmacy to get some nappies. And the pharmacist and the ladies working there all obviously know him. And they just make fun of him. They're like, you know, offer him lube and uh, they keep going on at him about, did your rubber not work? And do you need adult diapers? And, you know, have a real hard go about it. if you get a girl pregnant because he wants to buy nappies. He's like, if you get a girl pregnant and you don't, you don't know the age of the kid, just calculate when you went to bed with her. That's how you know how old your son is. I thought that was all quite humorous. Uh, Raph then goes back with the nappies. This is all like one little short segment, I guess, but Raph goes back with the nappies, but he didn't buy wipes. So it was a disaster. And then the kid's eating its own crap. That was funny. There's just a few shots where the kid is in the back seat um, of Alex's car <laughs> and he just doesn't have a seat or a seatbelt. I thought that was funny. Alex has to try and hide this kid from his wife, Ceci, and he put like puts it in a room, just making a mess with everything there. And then he just gives the kid a quantum theory book to, to keep him occupied. So sort of highlighting that idea of learning to be a dad. Uh, and then there's a nice moment where Alex goes to see his mum where she sort of says, you know, I'm here for you, even if she wasn't earlier in his life. And she sort of explains that as well. So it's a nice moments there. Um, some things I didn't like. This opening scene, Alex and Ceci, they're at a cafe. And to prove straight away at the start of the film that he's good with kids, he goes over to some random sitting at the cafe and just picks up their kid. So weird. So weird. Um, the idea of Alex wanting, he says, I want to be a dad so I can watch Star Wars with my kids. Uh, don't say that out loud. <laughs> um, Ceci's boss. Um, uh, Mr. Gonzola, you know, he seems like a really nice guy and you know, he goes on about that. He wouldn't have the company if he had kids, but he's regretted that all his life, but he needs to pass the torch on sort of asks her, you know, where does she see herself? And then the camera sort of just looks at lamely at his seat. <laughs> just really funny. Uh, Alicia, she finds Alex in the street. This is the mum of the kid finds him in the street, just dumps the kid and literally says, you know, remember, remember when you said you'd look after my kid and just dumps him and goes, just not something that a human would do. Uh, and finally, Guel, uh, Guelmo, who's that really co-worker of Ceci, who's really gross. Uh, he, he has all these really poor comments to her. And he's like, some of them were, you know, don't let your private life interfere with your work, especially if you're a woman, as people think you're weak. 
you don't need to say that out loud. And then, um, you know, another line about her jumping ship at the first domestic problem. We get the type of character he was. I just don't think we needed that sort of uh, real direct and in-your-face commentary from him. Um, themes, ideas. What's this film trying to say? That idea that, or the desire to be a father, but also calling out those sexist ideals that males have about childbearing women too, because it, it, there's a good backwards and forwards in this film throughout about that. That idea of career ambitions as well and how that fits into having a family, it's really tricky um, because there's got to be compromises and sacrifices in a relationship, but you need to be open as well. You've got to be open, you've got to be considerate, and you've got to be truthful because it won't work without those things too. Um, being a dad, it's not just about being a provider. You've got to earn being a dad. You've got to you've got to do the, the hard roads as well. So I like all those sort of things. Um, what, what did I take away from this film? I'll, this is this review from... The UK film website, I like this line from them, they said, Mexico City is depicted as a lush, modern, and cultured cityscape instead of some criminal underbelly lending this film an aspect of honesty and beauty. I agree, I, I like that. I mean, there are a couple of moments when they go to Alicia's neighborhood where it looks a little bit seedy, but that idea that, you know, often we see Mexican films about drug lords or dark crimes and those sorts of things, this was, this was a nice, refreshing sort of take on that film too. Questions, some pondering, some ideas. I don't know if this one's fair. Some critics have suggested that the title of this film should be called Two Selfish Jerks and a Baby. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because the characters are very self-centered and very much in what they what they want. Ceci wants to work. She wants to you know, build a career. And Alex, on the other hand, wants a family. And they both are very stuck in their ways. And, and you know, spoiler, but at the end of the film, they both get that. But there are some compromises along the way. So yes, they are pretty selfish, but I don't think that would have been a very good title. Um, uh, this quote from the film is good too. You don't always have the life you want. You just have to have the one you've been given. I think that was from Alex's mum. It's a nice little line, that idea that, you know, you, you can't always have everything you want. You've got to work with what you've been given. So that, that's a nice little thing too. The only other pick up there, Ceci constantly calls Alex, her husband, a badger. I didn't get it. <laughs> he doesn't look like a badger, so I'm not sure why she called him a badger. I thought that was a little bit weird. I'm ready to wrap this up. We give the film a rating out of five. For me, I, it's nice to see a film about compromise where people don't always get everything that they want and it still sort of managed to work out their differences too. So I thought that was good. Some of the situations, yes, 100% a little bit outlandish, but it's still a decent watch. I'm giving this a three out of five for me. Three out of five, decent score. We're on socials. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter. This is in relation to Alex's boss at work. They, the, the co-workers refer to her as Mussolini. So the question is like, is calling someone Mussolini in a film offensive? I, I think, you know, I, I'm not Italian, but I think that, he brings back a lot of bad memories and a lot of really horrible crimes. Um, I, I'm not sure that it's a, a good title to be calling someone in a film in 2020, but that's just my thought. What are your thoughts? We're back tomorrow. We're getting so close to Christmas. Tomorrow, we're switching it up. We've got a comedy. It's the 2020 mystery horror comedy called Hubie Halloween. It's directed by Steve Brill. It stars Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Julie Bowen, Ray Liotta, Rob Schneider, June Squibb, Keenan Thomas, Shaquille O'Neal, Steve Buscemi, and Maya Rudolph. Get excited. I remember when this one came out. I'm excited to talk about it. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.